When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Joe Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. All right, we're going to rock it out to Cincinnati where the defending AFC champions reign. That's right, the Cincinnati Bengals, your defending AFC champions. Kind of came out of left field to do so. We'll see if they can go back down that road again. Going to be a little tougher task, at least I say so. We'll see what the guy who covers them day in and day out has to say. Charlie Goldsmith, uh, Cincinnati Bengals beat reporter for the Cincinnati Inquirer, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Charlie, how's your early football season going? It's going well. I'm actually in New Jersey right now getting ready for a highly anticipated second preseason game against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, how many snaps is Mr. Burrow going to take tomorrow, expectedly? If there were a negative for snaps, he would take that <laughs> amount of snaps. Uh, now, did he travel with the team? As you mentioned, you've already made the trip in. you got the Giants tomorrow uh, at uh, MetLife. Um, he's coming off the surgery, the kind of emergency uh, appendectomy that he needed. Did he come with the team? We know he's not going to play, but he's with the, is he with the squad? It's actually a great question. I don't have an answer to right now. I'll definitely have my eye out for it tomorrow. But what we do know is this week was basically a normal week of practice for him. He went through the entire set of 11-on-11 drills on Wednesday and Thursday. He looked apart, making 30-yard throws all over the field. And, you know, his teammates said there were moments where Burrow was shrugging and smiling and giving everyone a sense of calm that he was back and ready to go. That's a good sign if you're a Bengal fan going into the season because, yeah, you never like to hear emergency surgery. But if he's already back playing 11-on-11, they're just being cautious with him in the game tomorrow night against the Giants. What are the Bengals looking to achieve in their game against the Giants? Different teams are now handled preseason differently. There's no uh, strict modus operandi. It's up to each individual team. How is Zach Taylor going to handle tomorrow night against the Giants? Well, today, I think, or tomorrow, I think, is the most interesting preseason game of Zach Taylor's tenure with the Bengals because he almost never plays starters, and he won't be playing any starters most NFL fans have heard of, except for one, and that's left guard Cordell Volson. He's a rookie out of North Dakota State. He, this week, became the first team guy at left guard, and what they want to see him do is earn that Spot with an impressive day, and it sounds like he'll go against the Giants' first-team guys for most of the game. The Giants are a team that blitzed a ton last week in the preseason. Volson will have to deal with that. And, you know, one of the biggest topics about the Bengals is how much they fixed their line, and they feel like they have the long-term solutions at every spot but left guard. And tomorrow, if Volson can step up and show that that spot's his, he really could be the missing final piece for what the Bengals are looking to establish long-term on the offensive line. 
in a season where the Bengals get their first postseason win in forever and actually uh, add up three of them before they come up just short in the Super Bowl against the Rams, it's hard to point to anything and say, well, that didn't work. But if you were going to do it, it would be the offensive line. Joe Burrow, under a lot of pressure last year, sacked plenty and under duress on a lot of other great plays that he made. They made some pretty drastic changes. You told us about the new rookie left guard. How are the other acquired new offensive linemen fitting into the uh, Bengal O-line rotation? So I think the best way to illustrate this is go back to the guys who started the Super Bowl. The right tackle is now the fourth tackle on the Bengals' depth chart. The right guard is now the third or fourth guard on the Bengals' depth chart. The center is currently out of football, not signed. And the starting left guard is currently out of football, not signed. They have a left tackle they like. I mentioned the left guard competition. At center, they went out and got Ted Karras, the guy who was snapped in huge games for Tom Brady. They went and paid an offensive guard in free agency for the first time. They got someone who played close to a Pro Bowl level in Tampa Bay last year in Alex Kappa. And then their right tackle, Lyle Collins, he's dealing with a minor back injury right now, but he's expected to be ready for week one. And I think when he's fully healthy, he's the most talented lineman on the entire group who has been at a Pro Bowl level whenever he's been healthy. So they went out and spent a ton of money. They turned over the whole room, and they're more confident right now in their line than they've been in Cincinnati since the early 2010s. That is a wholesale change on the offensive line for the Bengals in front of Mr. Burrow this year. Uh, They look much better on paper. We'll see when they get out there on the field. And it's not the only change on what you consider quasi-offensive line because a lot of times you ask your tight end to get in there and do some significant blocking as well. They made the change there, I would say, as much for ability to make plays down the field as blocking. What is uh, Hunter Hurst's role going to be for the Bengals this year with Ozama leaving via free agency? Hayden Hurst has the potential to be a more explosive playmaker in the Bengals' offense than Uzama was last season. I think Uzama is the better overall player, the better athlete down the field, and the better blocker at the line of scrimmage. But what I've seen in training camp is because of Hurst's physicality, his size, his route running, his hand, his strength, his pedigree, Hayden Hurst is going to be a red zone threat in a way that the Bengals just didn't have with C.J. Uzama last year. That wasn't Uzama's game. This year, they're throwing back shoulder throws on the goal line to Hayden Hurst. They're using him outside, basically as an outside receiver, a lot more than I've ever seen. He has this fluid route running, this timing. Joe Burrow and him spent about a week together during the offseason, and they specifically identified these are the ways we think we can use to maximize your skill set. And literally everyone has been praising him and what he brings to the offense during camp. I misidentified Hayden Hurst as Hunter Hurst, which I'm confusing with Hunter Hurst Helmley. If you're being confused with Triple H, are you a wrestling fan, uh, perchance, Charlie? Uh, not the worst thing in the world. If you're <laughs> uh, The mistake I made would uh, flatter most people. Not sure Charlie picks up. I'm a, sorry, I'm a wrestling guy. Uh, Triple H, very famous WWE wrestler. We're talking to Charlie Goldsmith from the Cincinnati Inquirer here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, the other weapons they didn't have to worry about. They've got maybe the best trio of wide receivers in the National Football League ready to take even a bigger step than they had last year, which was pretty damn good, catching balls from uh, your QB. Yeah, those guys are pretty good at receiver. The most interesting part of training camp to me has been they've expanded Jamar Chase's role in the offense. Last year, they gave him like the first 
two pages of the menu in terms of what they asked him to do. It was very similar to what he did at LSU, an outside receiver, a ball winner on the corners, a guy who got quick receptions on the outside and turned some yards after catch. And Jamar admitted there were times early in the season where he didn't know what read he was on the play. He didn't have the complete command of everything that was going on in every receiver's route and every lineman's block around him. This year, that's who Jamar Chase is, and they're very confident in that, so confident that they can now move him all around the entire field. They can give him some more Cooper Cup-like responsibilities in the slot, some more Justin Jefferson-like responsibilities in the slot. Now Jamar Chase's role will look more like the versatile role of the best receivers in football. And Chase has shown he can do it on the outside. He's showing now he can win on the inside consistently, and he has the skill set to do it at an extremely high level. And I think the most exciting thing about this Bengals season is seeing the new ways they can unlock Jamar Chase. Wow, that's a little scary for the Cincinnati opponents if you tell me there is that much more ahead for uh, one of the most talented wide receivers in the National Football League. All right, let's jump over to the defense. I saw a clip or a quote from uh, Burrow yesterday saying, when Jesse Bates is done with his business, we will open open up our arms and uh, bring him back into the fold gladly. But he hasn't gotten done with his business just yet is there any update on his business as of right now is there are there any rumors as to whether he is eventually going to show before the season starts he hasn't lost any money because you can't be fine when you just haven't signed your designation yet uh how is this going to play out is it going to play out in the next two weeks i haven't heard a single speck of doubt that jesse bates won't be the bengals free safety on week one against the pittsburgh steelers you know, I've heard stories this camp of the rookie Dax Hill, who's very good in his own right, but is temporarily filling Jesse Bates' slot as the free safety in the starting first-team offense. Jesse Bates and Dax Hill are in close contact, breaking down the scheme. Bates is giving advice. Bates is mentoring him. You know, Bates and Burrow went to Las Vegas in July, right before training camp. And I would assume the contract situation came up and that they were on board with that. You hear guys like Von Bell and Logan Wilson, prominent starting players on the defense, Shobi Awuje, Mike Hilton, saying we can't wait until this gets done and we can't wait to welcome Bates back. Speaking to them, it sounds like an inevitability. And also that's been Bates' role on the team as well. He was a captain last season. He is really the backbone of the entire defense and arguably their most talented player. He's someone who the coaching staff is confident can can step right in. And no one, again, has expressed any doubt that he won't step right back in on September 11th. And if Bates is there and Bates is the leader and Bates is the man, that's good. Their other secondary guys are individuals they've cherry-picked from other organizations, gone out, gotten guys, not been draftees that have come through the system. They got a good enough secondary above and beyond uh, Bates? If not, and Bates is ready to go, will they be looking to play Dax Hill anywhere else? They will be playing Dax Hill all over the field, but not as a starter immediately. They have confidence in Eli Apple. That's the guy they're putting their stamp behind is what they want from a versatile, big, athletic corner who can fill some safety responsibilities when the Bengals do primarily zone stuff in the mix as well. You know, it is a defense that ranked eighth in points per drive last season in all of football. It's a defense that really carried them to the Super Bowl last season. The offense had a bit of a lull, and it were turnovers that won them the game against the Titans and the Chiefs. And they said, you know what, we have enough confidence in this set of individuals to run it entirely back 
and to add Dax Hill as kind of a first guy off the bench. And that's the overall approach. You know, again, while it's not a star-studded secondary at all, they believe they saw enough from every group, every individual in that group to run it back in 2022. When you talk about free agent acquisitions, it doesn't get any bigger than what Trey Hendrickson brought to the table last year as one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League. But after you have the kind of season that he had, the kind of season that they had, what does Hendrickson do for an encore? I think the biggest concern overall for the team is their pass rush outside of Trey Hendrickson. And that was a concern for sure entering last season when we didn't know that Hendrickson was capable of being a number one alpha guy on his own. And if Hendrickson can just keep that up, really, if he can, again, be that number one alpha guy, like I could point to a week 17 game against the Chiefs where Hendrickson and his dominance against a tackle he was going up against from Kansas City, that quite literally stopped the Chiefs offense in the second half. Like the Bengals need those kind of performances from Hendrickson because overall they don't have another star pass rusher on the unit. They don't have another Pro Bowl caliber pass rusher on the unit. They really rely on Hendrickson and also some disguise blitzes to create the majority of their pressure, and that's why they're paying Hendrickson as much as they are to provide that impact on the on the edge. As a team that uh, went to the Super Bowl, I'm sure they've read the stories, heard the stories of the Super Bowl hangover. If you don't win it, it's that much more difficult the year after. Very difficult to, after a loss to get back there the following year. Um, anybody discuss it? Anybody talk about it? any line of logic that says it's not going to happen to Cincinnati? Or is it just a, a non-story, non-narrative road I'm going down? Here's the argument that they'll make. What, they're t- what they'll tell you to do is to look around the locker room and the individuals they have. What you'll see is a lot of guys who were stars at Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. The Bengals have a disproportionate amount of their stars from those huge powerhouse schools. And specifically on the defense, you'll see a lot of free agents who signed, who played in New Orleans and Pittsburgh and Dallas and a couple other big teams splashed in the mix like that. So it's a group of people who have lost very big games before and had to respond to that. This isn't obviously the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of a sport, but to an extent, as much as you can be, it's people who have had similar experiences before in their careers, learned from them, responded to them, and continued to progress. And again, we'll have to see if that in reality is how it plays out. But they do feel particularly confident in that area because, you know, the starting left tackle can say, I went through this after my sophomore year at Alabama. Tony Goldsmith, Cincinnati Inquirer, our guest, talking Bengals here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, is Coach Zach Taylor running any different to camp this year than he did last year? Because uh, years change, expectations change, where you are in the league changes. Is this the same Cincinnati Bengal camp you're used to, or is there something different about it? And if it is, what? Two massive changes. First, we'll go back to the OTAs portion of minicamp in the spring and early summer. The Bengals were the last team in the NFL to report. They had the fewest practices of any NFL team in the summer, and they did not have any sort of mandatory minicamp. Their priority to this point has been rest and recovery, and they've been working, but they haven't been tackling much at all. You know, they feel like they've gotten some crucial mental reps, but it hasn't been anywhere near, you know, the full speed attacking you'll see in Detroit or Pittsburgh. But they feel like next week's going to be a huge week to make up for that. For the first time in Zach Taylor's time with the Bengals, they're having a set of joint practices. The Rams are coming into town. I know they have specific schematic things they want to do against Los Angeles, 
because they really struggled blocking the Rams last year and they want to work on that next week. They've really been circling these dates as a massive time for the development and the readiness of the season. And so the goal for them is that those joint practices help make up for a bit of a slower ramp-up process to get to this point. How weird is it going to be playing the Rams? First in those two joint practices and then the final preseason game. No, the outcomes mean nothing. And, oh, by the way, the Rams don't really care whether they win preseason or not. They almost never play their starters uh, one series at most. And then off the field, more often than not, don't play anybody. The rematch of the Super Bowl in a preseason game that nobody really cares about. How weird is that going to be? I think the joint practices are going to be one of the weirdest things I've covered. Obviously, you'll have... Jamar Chase going up against Jalen Ramsey again on a snap-by-snap basis. It's going to be ridiculous. And Zach Taylor said he's noticed the trend of fights at joint practices across the league this year. It has been very noticeable. They're banking on the fact that there's a trust and communication between Zach and Sean McVay, having worked together for as long as they did in Los Angeles, that they're going to avoid that. But this is what I have circled, getting to see these individual matchups again, seeing how the Bengals adjust their scheme to try to do better against the Rams this time. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be a really entertaining part of the preseason. All right. We know uh, what Joe Burrow did for the start of his NFL career and is now considered a top quarterback, of course, the league, as he should for the great postseason run he had. And the same with Jamar Chase, who you told us earlier. Oh, there's more to Jamar Chase. There's, there's a new wrinkle or two to come Jamar Chase's uh, way this year, which is, should be scary for all their opponents. Did Evan McPherson have to pay for any Skyline Chili during the offseason after the rookie year that he had in the National Football League last year? So Zach Taylor's oldest son asked for a Christmas gift, and that gift was a Bengals jersey, and that was a Bengals jersey of Evan McPherson. (laughs) Evan McPherson went out in training camp this year and made 40 of his first 42 kicks in an open practice in the stadium for fans. They had him, like, close down the show like he was the headliner with a 65-yard field goal. That got Damn. a standing ovation, and the place went absolutely wild. Like, the myth of Evan McPherson, it feels like, has been accelerated this training camp, and I didn't even think that was possible, but it kind of has. Nor did I. That's why I asked the question about the Skyline Chili. Yeah, it's pretty damn popular. Don't know that there's a more popular. Well, maybe Tucker at Baltimore, but uh, they would be the top two. And sure enough, they're in the same division. And the Bengals-Ravens will probably come down to a made kick by one of those two in the two times they meet this year. All right, last thing. How many games are Bengals going to win in the regular season? That's a really good division. I think that limits the upside. But I think the Bengals are a solid 10-7 and team. And most importantly, they're the type of 10-7 and 17 that I think as long as they can get into the playoffs, they're well set up for a run. I think the, the expectation is just to win a playoff game and see what happens from there because it can kind of be a lottery ticket. You know, one play changes everything after that. I think if the Bengals go 10-7, and 7, win a playoff game and see what happens from there, it's a very successful season. Totally good stuff. Uh, successful for me to get you on the show to give us a breakdown on the Bengals and prep for this upcoming season. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your time in North Jersey tomorrow. Thank you. Talk to you soon. My pleasure. Charlie Goldsmith uh, covers the Bengals, covers the Reds, too. I could have done 10, 15 minutes with him on the Reds. Uh, he's a busy guy these days, but we had him on specifically to talk about the AFC defending champion Bengals. Coming into 2022 in the AFC. All right, Jody Mack coming back. We can talk Bengals. We've been bopping around doing a lot of. 
preseason prep work. Got teams yet to go on tonight's show. If you want to direct me there, do it on my phones, 855-212-4227. Jody Mack, hanging with you on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.